Mr. Mohan Kumar. Good morning, Manish. So today we will be discussing a very important subject, which is change is painful but inevitable. We will be discussing about the mantras for conversion of fixed cost to variable cost. Let's talk about the payroll cost. Thank you. Yeah, go ahead. Is there anything more? So, so first question that I would like to ask you is that in the current economic scenario, how do you think we can manage the payroll cost better since it constitutes major fixed cost? Well, it is very extremely interesting, uh, challenging and also uh, very, very relevant. So let me begin with, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, which is very peculiar to the Indian hospitality or let, let me even put it as Asian hospitality. Uh, whereas the rest of the advanced world, the Western countries um, like Europe and America, um, you know, um, they've already actually mastered the art of um, getting into hospitality business, running hospitality business with established uh, minimum ratios of staff and to room. Simply because the uh, uh, in a developed uh, geography, um, cost of manpower is extremely expensive. They are already highly educated. They are, I know, uh, there are plenty of other employment opportunities. Therefore, the talent uh, which is required is not necessarily uh, available. Uh, so it's a different kind of scenario. Whereas, and India is very, very quickly emerging as one of the developed countries. And therefore, in urban uh, spaces in India, the cost of talent, even the yes. cost of skilled manpower is going to be um, expensive it's going to be therefore um, I, uh, uh, therefore it is going to shoot up the payroll cost yes so the biggest challenge that we all face is how do we convert fixed cost you know regardless of whatever happens you have to uh, make sure that all your employees right from top to bottom general manager to the last man is paid at the end of the month regardless of the business so uh, this perhaps i would say that post covid Yes. is the best opportunity for making a new beginning transformation of this culture however painful it is it's a leap of faith yes how do you, you know make a, a very decisive uh, you know uh, cutting uh, from the past to getting into something new so that that predict, that 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 stage is going to be extremely painful yes however it requires a lot of planning Yes. Because this is a very emotional, sensitive issue. We are talking about human beings. We are not mm -hmm. talking machines. We are not talking about processes and systems, right? Mm -hmm. Particularly in a country like India, where employment uh, uh, in a, uh, in, uh, is actually uh, an emot emotive issue. And employment is also a big challenge for uh, millions of uh, educated Indians. Sure. So, uh, however, uh, from a business perspective, if you want to be competitive, if you really want to uh, survive and thrive and, uh, you know, and grow with a certain sustainable uh, level, then you have to tackle uh, the, the escalating payroll cost. Sure. So you're all, you know, we, uh, the industry today is probably best suited to talk about how do we go about it? So the, uh, there are certain processes. First of all, actually, you would uh, do it in a in a manner that is communicate uh, that is communicated to uh, the entire hotel over a period of time 
and you also share the tools and the instruments and the systems that you do it. So I'm, uh, you know, I've done this exercise since a couple of hotels and I've been very successfully managed to uh, bring down the ratio to almost one is to 1.5, uh, almost one in luxury hotels. Yes. Um, but over a period of time, you know, it went beyond my tenure also in that hotel. So the first instrument is called competency mapping. Mm -hmm. You know, you actually key critical stuff. So competency mapping is is all about key critical positions or roles. Yes. Uh, you need to map it across the entire hotel. For, for example, uh, what are the positions or roles in a hotel that are indispensable, which yes. are your core area, right? Something that actually you cannot outsource it, then you cannot actually have, uh, 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 you know, cannot afford to lose uh, a trained veteran. A trained master so you are and there are more than about 100 core positions in the hotel in any hotel i mean depending on the number of rooms and the size however the change positions don't change for for example you know a revenue manager today has become a core area core competency a tandoori cook is a core area because it's a highly skilled job yes yeah uh, however may, maybe in the in the in the prep areas of a kitchen or in the, you know, perhaps in, in certain areas of uh, production, uh, which can be easily outsourced. Yes. And the outsourced product can actually be used as part of your, uh, your brand standards. Then you go in for, uh, you take a call. Yes. Therefore, you do a complete mapping of the hotel functions into core competency map, uh, jobs. Okay. While you do that simultaneously, you also embark on identifying the the people the you know with, from within the captive force who are the a performers mm -hmm. there is a category called a b c you know in most hotels in terms of actually um, uh, evaluating the uh, the uh, performers you know uh, for kras key result areas and actually rewarding them in annual assessment and all that stuff it is based on a certain categorization of performance yes. so those who are exceptionally good outstanding they are called the a performers and then you have the b performers who have who are identified those who have the potential hmm. who cannot necessarily come up to the level at this stage but they they are scalable they're trainable they're skillable but yeah. you have a high b and a low b Honestly. then comes the c hmm. and a c is over a period of one or two years you realize that these are the kind of employees or uh, supervisors or managers who um, over a period of time are also still not able to cope up therefore they are the ones who probably have to be over a period of time, uh, you know, rehabilitated. Let me put it that way. Yes. You know, a bigger hotel or a larger hotel can always be magnanimous enough to, uh, you know, talk to the employee mm -hmm. because that employee is has to be a lifetime goodwill ambassador for you. Yes. So he should feel very fair that the organization has helped him to mm -hmm. rehabilitate himself to a smaller hotel. Yes. Maybe his competencies and his capabilities and his talent and his ability to deliver results would be far better in a smaller uh, environment. So this is the way to go about processing it. So first, let me just recap uh, key competency mapping. Yes. And then the uh, key staff, key critical staff who could actually, you know, um, continue to man those competencies. And the th third step is obviously for those which are not key critical uh, positions, you are, you know you look into the new uh, new universe called outsourcing. Mm 
so far yes. four star hotels five star hotels or premium luxury hotels have not gone in for uh, major outsourcing but i think it's the time for them to seriously look into how to identify equally competent uh, body shop uh, organizations that uh, that have the ability to get, get engage us with in, in a contract associate yourself in, in a contract and with slas and certain parameters and performance and brand standards and specs and all that they can be contracted so yeah. this is the reality yes so thank you for your wonderful insight you also dwelt upon the the way it can be done in a systematic and in a less turbulent manner otherwise it is a issue which is very emotive people are emotional about it especially in in india so the next question to you is that okay we have discussed about the hotels which are in operation but what about the new build, builds hotels which are coming up so from the design uh, you know uh, stage itself how do we build in this institutionalize these kind of uh, competencies in the organization well thank you manish that's another equally relevant question uh, so one is about the existing uh, challenges and scenario you know when you have uh, in india especially uh, when um, employees in the organized sector join organizations and companies you know uh, uh, our labor laws and our whole orientation towards uh, welfare measures will ensure ensures that uh, the vulnerable sections of the staff which are about 60% of the uh, of a hotel strength in terms of skilled semi skilled and supervisory level these are the kind of levels which are uh, which i would term as vulnerable because they are, they are you know one single family member is the bread earner and he is dependent and he, there are many family members dependent on him and they have, they are the ones who do not necessarily have uh, the necessary educational qualifications to just, uh, change over jobs so they yes. are the uh, kind of uh, section of employees who are who tend to be uh, tend to associate themselves with the organization for their lifetime uh, but then there is a big catch here there's a you know human beings today um, unlike the early you know era uh, you know in the era of iot ai uh, and automation this is going to be a you know it's like the it's like it's like the double sword you know it's hitting back at the human beings because today they are saying that the machines the automation ai could be a lot more uh, stable consistent and predictable uh, and predictive and predictable in terms of their performance right yeah. yes because they machines their systems whereas human beings actually there are a whole lot of issues and uh, you know uh, and um, and uh, requirements and needs mm. so therefore uh, mm. in terms of the human being um, um, this the best opportunity for us is is to ensure that uh, uh, let's say a new hotel 100 room hotel you have yes. to actually start from the planning stage of fixing the ratio 1 yes. is to 0.75 or 1 is to 1 how mm. do you do that but first of all actually limiting all the services and you know which are you you call the essential services and the basic services right mm. there are critical essential services and basic services for which you need people yes. but the most important thing is to identify employees who are being recruited at the skill level or the supervisory level or semi skill level yes. people who have the ability to grow into the supervisory level mm. so therefore uh, these people who are recruited at the age of 20s they grow into the supervisory level at the age of 35 40 because there is this 
there is this cardinal principle that uh, uh, which is inversely proportional that a young human being employed at 20 is actually in fact in terms of manual work has the highest productivity with the lowest cost yes and as he progresses into the job and if he is not growing if let's say for example a housekeeping boy and he moves on uh, you know he can do the job better he probably can actually have a bigger span of control but he continues to do the same role for the, you know even when he reaches 35 40 so therefore what happens is his physical capabilities his sharpness his ability to work actually diminishes however at the same time he is earning more money yes. so the the output is lower but the input is higher mm. from the organization's perspective so yeah. one has to certainly reverse this trend you know mm. by making sure that there's a slow a gradual systematic substitution of those which are dispensable skill job and semi skill job with automation and maybe technology well said sir so that uh, we come to an end to this podcast in the next podcast we will discuss about the other major costs thank you so much